0: everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K. Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso
1: are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yeah. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out. Hey. Bring them out here we go. Bob Walters from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. We got a big one for you here today. Rangers 5-1 winners as they extend the win streak to 9 over the Devils last night. The Mets try and deal with the fallout from Senga injury. Steve Cohen talks Pete Alonzo contract. And we have Sean Marash right here for you from WFAN's Evan and Tiki. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked Up Sports inside the Brian Gunzel Studios. As always, I'm by myself today for this part of the show. Brett will join us for the interview in a little bit. But remember, we are powered by the Vouch Store, Locked Up Sports, powered by the Vouch Store. Visit the Vouch Store, vouch.store, slash Locked Up Sports, vouch.store, slash Locked Up Sports. And where else can we start today except for the Rangers, as they blow out the Devils last night. It was never really close 5 1 is the final. It's 9 wins in a row. They are now 38, 16, and 3. They have the most wins in the NHL. They have the most home wins in the NHL. I believe they have the most points in the NHL. Shusterkin seems to be, he seems to have gotten over whatever it was his issues were where he was, you know, not playing well for a good chunk of this season. And, Listen, it's all coming up Rangers right now. Nine in a row. They're the hottest team in the NHL. They might be the best team in the NHL. They are the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think it. I think they're better than Boston now. And and obviously in the Metropolitan Division, it's the Rangers and then everybody else. And Peter Laviolette has just done a brilliant job with this team. The fact that they went through a, a good chunk of this season with Igor Shosturkin not playing well. And they're still... At this level, at this record, with this many points, and at this point in the season, they haven't lost since the All-Star game. The Rangers haven't lost, coming back from this All-Star break, the Rangers haven't lost a game since the All-Star break, which is now, you're, you're approaching three weeks. You got nine in a row, they played, and they, they, they played good teams that they beat in games where they didn't play very well. They they had comeback wins. They had blowout wins. They they winning every kind of different way that you could possibly win hockey games. The Rangers are doing that during this streak. They had to come back against the Islanders. They had to grind one out against the Stars. They had to grind one out against the the Canadians earlier in the streak, and then they have blowout wins like they did tonight uh, last night, five to one over the Devils in New Jersey. And it's always it's always nice to beat the Devils, right? Especially uh, Ranger fans my age. The Devils are our main rival. You know, the Islanders, okay, the Islanders, but uh, the Islanders really haven't been good Many to, for much of my life. It's the Devils. And then in those 90s teams, in the late 90s, when, in the early 2000s, when the Devils were winning the Cups, in 94, of course, the, the unbelievable Eastern Conference final that was just probably the best playoff series in any sport that I've ever seen, where the Rangers get the goal, double overtime, Matteau Matteau Matto. And so it's always nice to go into New Jersey. There's always a ton of Ranger fans in the building. There was again last night. It was loud for the Rangers and they came out. They got two goals in the first period. It was two nothing and they never looked back. It was four nothing in mid second period and it was four nothing. It was five nothing before the Devils got a goal. They got a a meaningless goal to make it five one. And the Rangers now are flying high nine wins in a row. Everything's going right. Everything is working out for this team. Peter Laviolette has pushed every button correctly. And like I said, the fact that they are at this level in this part of the season with the, with Igor Shostarkin not playing well for a good poor, most of the season, he's, he's not, he's not had a good season. He now seems to be stepping it up and he seems to be getting back to where he was just a couple years ago when he put the team on his back and he carried them to the Eastern conference finals. And, Listen, it, at this point now, if you're a Rangers fan, it, it's Stanley Cup. You're thinking Stanley Cup, is what you're thinking. And I know, you know, I hate to say it and the jinx and everything like that, but that that's where we're at with this team. This team is, is going to be one of the favorites for the Cup going into the playoffs, and it's going to give us a fantastic spring. And... and the Knicks are playing well. Listen, it could be it could be a good time around here, especially for a Mets fan like myself. With you know things already, you know, circling the drain for the Mets, and when we're still in February, it's gonna it's it's good to have something to look forward to in the in in the spring. And it looks like it's gonna be the Rangers, and the Rangers could could be the first team to possibly get a. Cha- I hate to say it, it could be the first team to get to possibly get a championship in this city since since the Yankees in what 2009, right? Which since a rod and that team, the Knicks last night. Now the other big story again was the Knicks. I told you yesterday that it was, it was a big game for the Knicks last night and they came out and they played like it and they, they beat the Sixers on the road, one ten to 96. You got 21 from Brunson you got, uh, 18 from a, from a Chua, who was just precious to Chua has been uh, a godsend for this team. He has played excellent. You got another 18 from Josh Hart, 16 from, uh, DiVincenzo. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's the Knicks. That was a big, big win for the Knicks. They now, they get Boston. They have four straight home games. So now they got the win on the road. I told you yesterday that this was a big five game stretch for the Knicks. They gotta get, they gotta get to the point where they, they start getting some reinforcements and hopefully, hopefully Randall can come back and he plays because if, listen, if the Knicks don't have Randall, they're not gonna make a deep playoff run. I don't think they're a championship caliber team yet, but they could absolutely have a fun playoff run and make things very interesting and make things very difficult on teams like Milwaukee and the Celtics. And they got the Celtics next at the guard, and That's going to be that's going to be a, a hot ticket. The Celtics the Celtics are are the best team in the East. But when you the Knicks, you know the, the Knicks are, have not been this good in a long time. And Jalen Brunson just every night coming up with big big games every night, leading this team. He's putting the team on his back, and he is taking them. And they snapped the four game losing streak, which which is important. You know, they, they, they went in, they had a good first half, but to go into the break and have to sit on a four game losing streak for almost a week, you know, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but they were able to, to go into Philadelphia last night, beat a good sixer team, a team that I, the Knicks are better than now at this point, but give them credit, give Thibodeau credit for getting his guys riled up. They knew it was a big game. They were undermanned as they have been now for about two weeks and they were able to come away with a big road victory which now can springboard into four straight home games, a little homestand here for the Knicks, and hopefully they could get things going. I mean, if they could ever take three or four at home, but, you know, it's a home game, go in there and, you know, beat them. Go, you know, beat Boston. You know, you're now at that level where the Knicks can beat anybody on any night. Now, when it comes to a a seven-game series, are they going to beat Boston? Are they going to beat Milwaukee? I would say probably not. I would still pick Boston and Milwaukee both. In a series over the Knicks, but on any given night, this team could go there and you could get a big night. You're gonna get a big night from Brunson. Listen, bro, Brun- that's a given at this point. You know Brunson's gonna give you his his 25 to 30 points every night. He's gonna play. He's gonna play good defense. He's gonna give you max effort. And when you get in uh, games like uh, a Chua had last night or like uh, Divincenzo had last night, he played. Divincenzo played 35 minutes. He got 16 points. He had three assists. And Josh Hart, again, Josh Hart, a double-double last night, 12 rebounds, 18 points. He had three assists added on to that. And Achua with a double-double with 11 rebounds and 16 points. So the Knicks, with a big win last night, and like I said, a good way to get the second half started. And it's not really a second half, right? It's only like 25 games, so it's a sprint to the playoffs. And you don't want to have really losing streaks of four, five, six games, and this thing could have spiraled out of control for the Knicks. It's still, listen, they're still shorthanded, okay? The Randall thing, you're still waiting on Randall. Hopefully Randall could come back. He doesn't need the surgery. From what he said yesterday, it sounded like he's gonna get the surgery at some point, right? That's, that's what it sounds like Randall is saying. Hopefully he could, he could play through it, come back, get strong enough to come back, play through it this season, and then have the, the, the surgery in the offseason, and, We'll see what they could do, but the Knicks need Randall because you can't just survive in the playoffs just with Brunson and and hoping you get good, you know, good performances out of people like Achua and Josh Hart and Jericho Sims and people like you can't, and Miles McBride. I mean, you can't rely on those players in the playoffs. You need somebody like Julius Randall to compliment Brunson. Brunson runs the team. You know, he's the point guard, so he's everything runs through Brunson. And you got to have somebody like Randall, another. I wouldn't call him a superstar. He's he's kind of a semi-star, Randall. And, and, you know, hopefully you can advance a couple rounds in the playoffs. And, like I said, put that with the Rangers, who are going to be favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference and play for the Stanley Cup Finals. We could have a really big spring around here. As far as the Mets go and things, listen, it feels like the bottom dropped out. I know that everybody's saying, uh, "Don't worry about Senga." It's that uh, the Mets aren't worried about this. Listen, the Mets—they got to be worried. They got to be. This is your ace starter, your number one starter, with shoulder fatigue in, and he's got a uh, what? What did they call it? He's got. um I got it right here. He's got a moderate right posterior capsule strain in his shoulder, in his throwing shoulder. Listen, that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of big words to say shoulder fatigue. They can say shoulder fatigue. The Mets can tell you all day that they're not worried. They're worried. And the fans are even more worried because it just feels like it's just a devastating blow because the Mets are going nowhere without Zenga. You know, let's say he misses. I could see it going to, I was saying before, I could see this thing going to July, right? He's got to ramp it back up now at the end of spring. He's got to get his arm back to strength. He's, if he has any setbacks, you're looking at another four weeks. And, and from past history, Mets fans, we know that this is, uh, means July. Why? Cause we saw it every single year with David, with, uh, with Jacob DeGrom. And we've seen it with every single year with somebody, big player, big pitcher, key component to this team. And it just happens every single year. And it's just getting old and I'm sick of it. I mean, it's February, and it feels like the bottom has fallen out of this season. Because I kind of I held that hope that the Mets could, you know, the Diamondbacks are what we're looking to. Well, the Diamondbacks made the World Series last year. We why can't we do it this year? Deep down, we know that this team is not a very deep team. They're not a good team. They're an okay team. That if everything breaks right maybe they can make a wild card, right? Because the Braves are, the head and shoulders, the best team in the division. The Phillies are better than the Mets. But if everything were to break right, the Mets could sneak into that, into that wild card, and then you never know, right? Anything could happen in the playoffs. You just got to get into the tournament and see hopefully something happens. But now with this, and, and I know it's February, and I know it's spring training just got underway, but it just feels like it's not what we needed, especially coming off last year with... The Diaz going down, and then the whole thing falling apart with the big payroll and everything, um, you know. And Steve Cohen was he he came out, he made statements about uh, Alonzo, Brett Crosso. Everybody, Brett Crosso, even <laughs> <I didn't> works. <laughs> so um, I'm just talking about Alonzo, uh, the, the Mets, uh, Pete Alonzo, and Steve Cohen. Oh, Steve Cohen said that he wants to sign Alonzo. I I so? saw. Steve Cohen said he wants to sign Alonso, and I think he's just saying that to, because he knows that we're all devastated because <laughs> Zenga, Zenga is terrible.
0: Well, and he also said he uh, he's he's like, oh, I hope he hits
1: uh, fifty five home runs. fifty five home runs, yeah. Because so yeah. he's basically no, so saying, he... I hope he hits the home runs. Yeah, yeah
0: he's like, oh, so I hope he makes it really hard on me. You know? Yeah, so it yeah. makes it really hard on me and oh, whatever. Spend the extra bucks. Well, because that's him saying that that means we're having a good year this year, and you know, of course, he wants that. No matter what, he wants that, but. Uh, honestly, I, that sounded like a man to me. That's going to give his, him his money at some point. Um,
1: he's going to give him his money. Uh, no, I think he's I, saying that because he knows where all the bottom fell out of the uh, out of the season for us. because yeah. we needed. Cause what, we knew, we just had. We knew we had a decent team. That if every the Phillies are better, the Braves are better, and if everything broke right, maybe they could slide into that last place spot. But now it's February, and things are breaking wrong already. Right? Oh, uh, of course. But does
0: this spur him to? Go and try and negotiate during the season, which uh, Alonzo—I uh, mean, whether or not he was truthful or not—says that they are. I, I mean, I don't know if that is. Does does that mean? Does that mean like now it's like let's sit down real quick and see if we can, you know, at least see where
1: you're at and where we're at, and you know, Boris it, doesn't let his clients not go to free agency. He—that's what he does. He goes to free agency with everybody. He's like, oh, we're going to free agency no, I, because I've that's no where doubt. the money is. I know.
0: I have no, no doubt that there is no chance at all. Um for Alonso to you know to be signing during the, even if he says oh i'm into negotiating they would they would never come to a deal doesn't matter you know what if i you, mean no even yeah, if he no, was no, no, you yeah. know what i mean it would just be uh this may be good for us because then it puts uh this is your minimum i know it's a I know and then like and then if he does have a monster year you go oh if that's what he was worth there then we're done february 23rd and it feels like the baseball season's over <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's a good thing. I mean, hey, I, I, honestly, I am all for the no expectation mess. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I, I love them. it. I I'm I'm not going to get invested in them. I watch every single game as I always do, but I'm not going to start thinking anything um until they or start really going to games, I'll go to a game. You live right next door, so you're gonna pop into uh, a yeah, random game. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm not gonna start doing the whole. Oh, I can't wait for opening day. Or is there a person excited for opening day? Is uh, there is there a person out there as a Mets fan that's like, no. I can't wait to get this season started. It's gonna be opening day. It's outside of the fact of. Oh, is it on your birthday? Yeah, I don't know if it's on my. It's right around my birthday. not. No, no. you can't say that. In April, you can't say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't be like, I don't it's, know it's, it's opening day. A, oh, it's on my birthday. It, and, and no, and it's around my birthday. It does, fall just,
1: on. it does fall on my birthday sometimes.
0: No, I get it, but you got to be, don't don't say opening day is your birthday, you liar. Like, that's fine. Let's see. It was close enough, though, right? Let's see. March twenty eighth. No. Your, your birthday's 6, in April. April sixth. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. no.
1: I'm excited that it's April. My
0: birthday's March twelfth, so it's <laughs> around my birthday too. I'm excited on my, my birthday. The Rangers, Jack. the Rangers, and the Knicks. Maybe. No, I know it, it is. No, but that's. At least, usually the spring is. Oh, okay. We we don't have the Knicks or Rangers or Islanders to watch anymore. I mean, they're there, uh, but they're not there. No, now they are. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying they are now. And so this year, at least for the Mets, like you can go watch the spring. Still have the Mets and watch everything, but not be like the Mets is the only thing that matters. That the only thing has a chance. It's it's such a long summer. All sports comes down to, and especially as a Mets fan or a Jets fan or even a Rangers fan, of it's like how long are you in it? You know what I mean? Our whole lives yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. How been uh, long how, how far are we advancing in the playoffs? If you're a Yankee fan, or if you're like a Bulls fan in the '90s, are you? It's how far are we gonna make? No, no. For us, it's like a Bulls fan. It's, in it's the like 90s how long are we many
1: championships? Are the
0: yeah, games? but same difference. It's like there was no like uh, how long are we gonna hang on during the season? It was a. Uh, you know you knew you were going to make it somewhere for (laughs) us it's like oh let's uh, can we make it to the all-star break of whatever thing and still have a chance (laughs) which is some sick stuff
1: so that's not um, good enough so let's get to our interview uh show morass wfan we'll be back with you on the other side
2: hey this is sarah walters wife of locked up sports host bob walters i love a good cocktail but i'm certainly no mixologist and these days who has the time to go out and get the latest fancy craft cocktails Luckily, there's a delicious solution that even I can make. It's called Campcraft Cocktails. All I have to do is add my favorite spirit, put it in the refrigerator, and 3 days later, I have the perfectly infused, flavorful, refreshing cocktail. Campcraft Cocktails have many varieties and go great with any type of spirit. These cocktails are perfect to serve at parties and make a great gift as well. To get your choice of Campcraft cocktails delivered right to your door, head on over to our partner vouch at vouch.store/lockedupsports and pick up some of the individual jars or one of the many bundles available. Campcraft cocktails are just one of the many great items available at the Locked Up Sports vouch store, where everything is vouched for by the Locked Up Sports team. I wouldn't trust my husband's pick for the big game, but when it comes to cocktails, he knows what he's talking about. The Vouch website is vouch.store slash sports. Or you can click the link to the Vouch store on the show's website, lockedupsports.net. Cheers. You know him from... Evan Tiki, the
1: Evan Tiki show every afternoon, two p.m. on WFAN. He's also the former producer of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Sean Marash is name. Sean, you know, I uh, I auditioned for your
3: producer job with with uh, Damon. Well, I mean, it's very sad if you didn't get that job, knowing <laughs> how little I brought to the table in that part, in that spot. <laughs> terrible for you
1: yeah i, I didn't I, I didn't get it so you know i'm still here in my buddy's attic doing the show talking to you so um <laughs> the ranger ranger <laughs> how, about,
3: how about the rangers last night huh devil i mean nine in is, a row
1: oh the, we got a cup this chance. this is
3: incredible right? this is incredible i yeah i know i mean in the moment you say you have a cup chance everybody comes out of the woodwork i social media, you're gonna drink soon, as if that has anything to do with it but they are legitimate right now and just coming into his own uh, and a great beat down to the Devils last night after the Islander comeback win at the stadium series. Got the Flyers coming up this weekend. Uh, perfect time for the Rangers to get hot now that football season's settled. We're still kind of a month away from real baseball. Uh, it's It's been awesome. The Rangers are on some run. You just hope they don't peak too early and they can continue this in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: but they've had a couple of runs like this this year. And start getting, yeah. whatever was wrong, it looks like they fixed it. Cause, and, and how good has, has, the, has Quick been?
3: Oh, it's incredible. I think last night, right at MSG, they ran like a trivia question. The last time the Rangers had two 20-game winners. that happened with Talbot and Lundqvist a few years back. But uh, Quick quick saved the Rangers so much earlier in the year when what the hell was wrong with Shesterkin. And, and honestly, I, I love Igor. He's been great. If he ends up going back into some of those bad deficiencies come playoff time, I feel so comfortable knowing they have a cup champ goalie that they know they could turn to. Like, I I have zero loyalty at this point with 30 years in the Stanley Cup that I hope Igor cooks. I hope Igor is the hot goalie that rides them. But, Man, if he has a couple bad games where the Rangers go down, you know, two games in a series, I have zero issue going to quick with how good he's been, too.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And listen, I, grow, when I was growing up, I was a Richter guy. So I, when I went to my first game, I remember uh, Van Beesbrook played. And I used to hate Van Beesbrook <laughs> because he would play in, in, in favor of Richter.
3: And I'd be like, dude, Dude, oh, even Van at Beesbrook. the worst, yeah. <laughs> I, I had the same kind of deal with a Glenn Healy game in 94. Oh, same Glenn kind Healy. of deal. <laughs> Glenn Healy was the worst because he's an Islander. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Beaver's a little bit every But you know, you're right. It's, it's kind of it's like going to a baseball game and you realize you're on the shitty fifth pitcher that comes <laughs> out. <down>. Sorry. <laughs> and curse, I guess it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So are we looking at some uh, Rangers, possibly Knicks title runs th- this year? Is this really what's happening?
3: So it's not. So, full disclosure, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I got to give them their due. You need them last night, what they did in Philly coming out like this. The only thing holding me back from fully committing to the Knicks like, is Randall. this Julius Randle situation yeah. because. That didn't sound positive the other day. He basically admitted at some point he's going through knee surgery. So as far as I was concerned, at a bare minimum, the Knicks are not getting the Julius Randle that we knew and knew when they were rolling earlier in the year. And to me, that's heartbreaking if you're a Knicks fan because the idea, and who knows when OG Ananobi's coming back, but what they were doing when they acquired Ananobi, and then you consider, you're talking about a Doc Rivers coach team, Celtics constantly choked. Like, this is as wide open an east as it could happen. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have a healthy Julius Randle doing what he does. I You know, despite what happened last night, you know, the Knicks will be right there in that 4-5. I just, I don't know how you can trust the team to get to the NBA Finals. Now, it doesn't mean they can't get to a second round, have some fun, maybe something crazy happens, another injury to another team. But, man, I, I would have been fully on board that this was the spring of 94 if... Julius Randle felt like he was going to be a true threat to come back out what do you think's
0: best for the Knicks if he comes back and gives it a go and say he's not a hundred percent I mean they're still going to try and get him his touches and he's trying to be involved is that the best way or is it to just stick with who they have right now
3: no I mean look it's it's hard for me to say without watching him like physically practice or anything like this but I would think 50%, 40% Julius Randle is better than no percent on this team, and just even the threat, the decoy, all of that. But, uh, I mean, clearly he's going to have to want to do it, and clearly he seems like he's very tough and wants to do it. But in reality, like, no matter what, this wasn't going to be an easy run. It never is, right, when your teams are going for a championship. In reality, you needed them healthy. Like, you needed 100% Julius Randle to be able to slay. It's, you know, think about it. If they're in the four or five coming out of it, there's a good chance you're going to have to get past both the Bucs and the Celtics. Oh, yeah. You're going to do that versus a Giannis based team and then all the Celtics do. You're, you're going to slay both of those at 100% Julius Randle. It just. No matter how awesome Jalen Bronson's been, that's just very hard for me to envision, right? Yeah, you guys
1: are crazy.
0: The Knicks are not winning a championship I can see them getting by the Bucs. I don't know about the, the Bucks. Celtics. The
1: Bucs are
3: so good, they finally get a coach it like 15 and, games over 500. No, I, look, look, I agree with you, but I, I could paint the picture that they could if Randall was healthy, but he's clearly not going
1: to be. Yeah, Yeah. now, now you had, you want to bet, you, what'd you win, a... Uh, a game of a, a of, of a of a pickleball, right? Pickleball. So, yeah. and you had your job gave you one wish. A genie gave you one wish, and you decided to have right. a Rod's number retired. Explain that to me, because I would
3: ask for a raise. Explain that to two Mets fans. <laughs> I would, I would ask for a raise. Well, full thing, full disclosure, was, I don't think they were going to rip up my contract, <laughs> and uh, you know that was going to be the wish for beating Evan and pickleball while he played barefoot. Right, uh, right. So look i we just had this whole discussion about the Knicks and the Rangers, right, yeah. and is it and you guys have met fans? Is it fair to say that we're all very hungry for championships around here? Oh, yeah. let's start that as a base point, okay It's been a long freaking time since the two thousand eleven giants like think about that. We used to you know have championships in the time. If a team in this town won a singular championship this year next year, and that's all that team did, and the best player that carried them there. Won that championship, but you later found out they might have been well, they were cheating, cheating on the, you know, PEDs or whatever it is, and then maybe you lied about it and all this. As a fan, be honest with yourself. Would you turn the other way and say, you know what? I don't care. I got my championship. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you see a no hitter? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, that, so that is so that is my point on A Rod. As the years have passed. Okay, I'm closing in on 40 years old. I I saw the 90s championships, but 2009 was my only true adult championship from the Yankees. He carried them that year, and I know he had his problems in the postseason before, and then not everything was pretty after. However, to be the best player that carried a team to a championship, one that won't be forgotten, he is punished. Forget all the other stuff. Because he was a Yankee, after they came off a dynasty, and it's almost looked at as a disappointment that all those years produced one championship, when in reality we're seeing – no, that's pretty normal for guys to only win one championship. And I, I just think if that happened today, if the A-Rod 2009 Yankees happened this year, and then all that nonsense happened in the next couple of years, we would look back and go, absolutely gets his number retired because he brought a championship to the city. And he's punished because because he wasn't a guy that brought multiple championships to the city. Because they're spoiled. You guys are spoiled. Like, listen, I, uh, I, no I, doubt. I'm glad but you, you, you say way that. Yeah. By we the had to, way, we had to me up. having A-Rod Day is an acknowledgement that we were spoiled, yeah. and it's time to realize that you know championships aren't just giving you every day.
0: Now I, I listened to that whole show, and let me tell you, uh, at the beginning, I am I'm really not a big A Rod fan. I don't I don't hate him by any means. I wish right. he came to the Mets when uh, at any of those points uh, we needed him. But when I look back, let me tell you, I, my feelings on A Rod totally changed when I looked at the stats. How many years he was there with the Yankees? It just didn't feel like he was there that long, and he really was. And all I kept yeah. thinking was. If he just came in, only his years as a Yankees were the only years he played in baseball, and he was a farm-raised, bred Yankee, he would be idolized in a way like, uh, and I know they only got that one championship, but he's the only reason they got it. And let me tell you, it it really did change how I thought about it, and I look back now on you know the steroid era and everybody else being involved in it. It was part of it just a likability issue.
3: Of course it was. And by the way, he wasn't the only one doing it. Like, I hate having the steroid conversation constantly. Clearly, I mean, let's be real. I I can't legally say certain people. We know there are people in the Hall of Fame, rivals, all that stuff. And also, you know, cheating is cheating to me. Whether it's PEDs, whether it's sign signal stealing or whatever, we still celebrate the freaking Astros here. I mean, what are we talking yeah. about? Everybody's They're always. Picking and they like,
0: always push the limits. That's part of the sport. Part of Belichick is you're going to try and get this. Part of Jim of Harbaugh course. is we're going to go for it. And guess what? When you catch us, we're still going to win the championship. You can take it away from us. Our fans yeah. got that happy moment, and that's all that matters. It's like smoking pot uh, in like, high
1: school.
3: I'm glad, so glad you just thought Belichick too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it so hypocritical how many times we sit there and, you know, we'll get the alert on Twitter or you guys are listening to the fan or whatever? and there's an NFL player pop four games PEDs. We don't even think about it. They return, that's it, we move on. Think about that. That's the NFL. We don't care in football when these guys use PEDs no, right. to get the edge. Not a, it's almost absurd. It's I'm never even talked about like Aaron
0: I am hoping Aaron Rodgers is pumping himself full of everything <laughs> possible right now. By the way,
3: I don't think there's anything wrong with that as a fan. If a guy is willing to do that, to put stuff in his body, It's not our body. If they're willing to do that, because they have a you know a vision of winning a championship, they want to make the most money. Like to me, I don't care how how crude or whatever it sounds, class it sounds. I don't care. Go do that. Fine. If you win me a championship, I'm going to love it. Was the best decision David Wright made in
1: years to was to turn down the Mets coaching offer to take a T-ball coaching job.
3: Yeah, I think clearly, and I think he's going to clearly win more games. Uh, I that, you know, he won't be, he won't be worrying about uh, shoulder injuries I've never heard of before. Uh, I, I think that's, you know, and by the way, ball, not a lot of problems going out of rotation. How do you get fatigued on the third day of spring training? It, it's insane. And this is something where I'm not even na 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 nah. The Mets fans the Yankees fans. It makes no sense. How no, ma- you know did something like sense. this you happen to the Mets every spring? Cursed, totally every cursed. single spring? Because you, know be <laughs> you know it's July. You know it's July. Oh, well, no. And listen, I, I argued about this with Evan. Evan thinks, you know, oh, you know, best case, look at this. It's a month and all that. Here's the thing. I, I really do believe this. As important as Alonso is, they're still indoor in this lineup and vice versa. And you know, we'll see if those young guys could hit. I think Sanger was the one guy the Mets could ill afford to lose for any 100%. period of time. Yeah. I really believe that because the rotation was so thin as it was. He had a great year. You were looking at him after you signed the contract to take the next step up yeah. and become an ace. And even if at that minimum it was a month, this is a point I, I try to drill home on uh, on Thursday. Even if it was a month. You had Lindor openly talking about, hey, look at the Diamondbacks from last year and, and Met players and fans pointing that. Well, guess what? The Diamondbacks had off to a hot start, hit a lull, ended up getting hot again. Their, their year was a roller coaster. There's many baseball seasons off. But they needed every single win to get into the postseason. Yes, they did. I'm sorry if, if you miss five Senga starts out the gate and that costs you a win or two. I, I know it's crazy to think about because baseball's so long. That very well could be the difference over 162 games. If you are that close, at best, where everybody thought that was an at-best Mets situation,
0: and that will that will snowball, that will end up costing your bullpen to be that much more taxed, and have somebody else step up that would have been in that bullpen, like a McGill. And you know, it,
3: of course, it really, all ends up it's a that,
0: trickle down, and that's it, and that's when you know you you're, you need that two extra wins. Their win total was right on the edge. They do have a chance to make the playoffs, but if it's going right, to be right,
1: it's going to be by two games. Yeah, and Evan knows better. Evan knows better. He knows that this is that we're looking at that July. By the time he ramps it back I, up, he gets soreness. They shut him down but, again. Forget it. Why I not, think
3: why not just, bring in I Bauer? Think I think, and I love Evan, man. Yeah, I'll get the power in a second. Yeah. I think he's been through everything as a net fan with Durant, and then he had the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think he's just—he knows <laughs> yeah. these situations are cooked, and he's just grasping at straws of positives. And I get—you know—there's something to that with a fan. I, in all my teams, I try to do the same. So I get it, but man, that's brutal. Now, why not bring in Bauer? Yeah, Look, I, I'm. I'm at the point where he's clearly not going to cost you much. No, I would go the opposite, man, as a Yankee. I'd be willing to bring him in because I'd also look at it this way. Yes, there's still like some lawsuits pending or whatever. You would think if you sign Trevor Bauer, he has to be at his best behavior. And you would also think, based on this, there's desperation. What is the money you're giving him? And if there is one sign of trouble, if something else comes out or anything like that, the cost to release him, seeing, you know thinking you 're not going to give him a significant salary should be minimal to me. I, you know everybody's scared and you know cancel culture. I get all that to me I think it's it's an all reward situation. The risk is very minimal because if something goes wrong, so what? then you release him it doesn 't cost you much you 're not going to sign him more than one year anyway, and if he pitches lights out and you know everything shakes out further along the line. I mean, where are you going to get a better deal on a pitcher of that caliber?
0: I think you're right. I really do think he would come in on his best behavior. I think it's the one and only year you would get him on his best behavior. Yeah, of course. And I I really believe, um, you know, if he came and did that, he can get that next big contract or something decent because this year is going to be nothing. I, I... I think their biggest worry isn't even that. I think it's how is he going to act like is How is he going to talk to the media? Is he going to do his typical bower antics? Is he going to be on social media every day doing no. whatever ridiculous thing? And,
3: honestly, and it, that's the New York thing too, right? Like everybody talks about the New York media is so much. For, I got news for you, and I love my friends in the media, or the beat reporters, whatever. The New York media has gone completely soft for all the teams here. You're not really getting asked these hard pressing questions anymore. Um, it's just it times have changed. This isn't 1983. I, that's I don't crazy. think that the play. Playing in the New York media is that big a crucial. Like, oh, you can't bring a guy in like this. I mean, come on. Nope. I We're canceling
1: so school with two, two inches of slush. Because
3: everything's everywhere.
0: It's why players don't mind playing in a random city these days because, you know, it, you realize with social media and everything, uh, you, you're honestly involved in everything everywhere. It's not really that. The small markets are still small. It's never going to be like New York, but they've been amplified a little bit, and it's leveled the playing field.
3: Absolutely. Couldn't
1: yeah. agree more. Now on, uh, now we now you're gonna give uh Soto some load management days off, and so we have him fresh next oh, year, yeah, right? Yeah, please. I'll get lost. <laughs> if you
3: think for a second. First of all, you guys won't even pay your own guy Pete Alonzo. I'm worried about you taking Juan so dumb. Soto. Dumbest or- thing,
0: dumbest thing the Mets have ever done is not lock up Alonzo. Uh,
3: and by the way, now would be the time with the fan base all upset. Yeah, look, I, I'm tired. Of, but I can do. I'm more scared of the Orioles signing Juan Soto than I am the Mets at this point. Yeah. Their new ownership coming in. Um, look, Juan Soto is going to go to the highest bidder. If the Yankees choose not to be the highest bidder, they're morons. Uh, they have the money to outbid the Mets or the Orioles or who or the Dodgers or whoever else wants to come in. If uh, you know he's going to play great this year, and I don't want to hear it. The Yankees have no excuse not to sign him. That is when you'll get me feeling like a Mets fan next year if that really happens.
1: <laughs> I mean, you'll never feel like a don't. You can try all you want, you will never feel like a
3: Mets fan. So, I mean, last, last week, I, last week I honored Alex Rodriguez, so I think we're theatering guys. I think <laughs> okay. we're theatering.
0: Listen, it looks like you might be, you know, uh, the the deciding factor might have pushed him to end up being, you know, maybe retired Are you by the Yankees. Are you listen, him? man, that, that they're going to look back and say, you know, uh, and I know people have said this, like kind of similar to, uh, you know, when Mike and the Mad Dog got Piazza sent over here. Is that is that how you feel about it? How you feeling? That's a pretty big deal.
3: I it never once dawned on me with that. I will say. The only time it clicked was when A-Rod himself was on the show, and he said, hey, let's keep chipping away. You could tell it means something to get his number yeah. retired. If that did happen, I mean, and it wasn't mentioned as a footnote in the post of the Daily News, WFAN, Sean Moore was the first retired. I would be disappointed. Uh, however, if it takes 20 years, uh, you know, it's hard for me to sit there and take yeah. the fake vows like Mike and Dogwood. But but I would say it's probably going to be like, listen, yo, ESPN's going
1: down the drain, so Kay's going to be off the air. Sterling's going to be out. You could be master of ceremonies.
3: Yeah. Listen, you heard my speech. That's all I'll say. You heard my it speech. It wasn't
1: a bad speech. So,
0: so speaking of like, listen, not you know, kind of making a big name. When are you you're gonna have your own show, and who, who's you, if you did, who is your dream co-host? And I'm talking in, in reality, like who do you think could possibly even? Is it a sports star? Is it another big name radio guy? Right.
3: So I'm gonna play along, but I want to make this very clear. Yeah. I could care less about my name not being on the show. I'm very comfortable being the third host on Evidence. That being said. You're talking about, like, a dream vision or, like, a reality? Like your show, yeah, That's it can be true. a little
0: of both because I think, you know, your dream could become reality. It's like, it can't be Howard I mean, Cosell. Can't be Howard Cosell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You almost put Alex Rodriguez my, into the Yankee Hall of Fame last week.
3: So, you know. Yeah, so this, this, so this is tough because cause I'm already doing a show with Tiki e. Barber, who was, like, one of my idolized players. So I'm going to separate that. Honestly, this is going to sound really corny and quirky. It's probably Tommy Pugal. It probably is. Really? And the only reason I say that, a lot of people don't realize this. We were behind the scenes together a long time in 2010. He's a Long Island guy, too. Before this show even launched, Tommy's been one of my best friends for like 15 years. So the idea that I get to work together on the driving afternoon force in New York sports now is kind of crazy. And I know how hungry he wants to climb up the ladder, too. I would love it with two young guys done a lot of me and Tommy work. You know, like that. I
0: think me and Bob can appreciate that more <laughs> than anything. because You're talking about two guys who are, you know, grew up together. All we did was just kind of – we did this show every day. We just never recorded it for yeah. our entire lives. <laughs> yeah. um, right.
3: No, no, exactly, exactly. It's all the bickering you have anyway. Right. So
0: <laughs> it, I, I can appreciate that. That's a good
1: one. And, and, and you worked for – listen, DA, there's nobody better than DA. He's as good a guy oh. as there is out there.
3: I would not be where I am today without, without DA and everything, you know, when I interviewed and became full-time with him, when the show launched on CBS Sports Radio, he saw something besides my producing allowed me to elevate my on-air career. And uh, no doubt. I mean, what we had was special radio. Like I say, special radio. Um, A lot of people outside of New York, you know, probably never listened, never knew it, but uh, I, I miss working with him greatly. And I owe, so much of what I have in my career to him, clearly.
1: Yeah, I always knew him from from he, he would fill in like every once in a while on Saturdays on the fan yeah. or something, and I and I heard him and I was like, this guy's great, and I got in touch with him and he was he was he answered emails and everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, so it's a little different than me. He, that's the one thing I didn't learn from him was how to answer emails properly. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, his name is Sean Morash.
1: He's on Evan and Tiki show every afternoon two pm. He's, two pm, he's on his way there now. Sean,
3: thanks for giving us a couple thanks, minutes. Sean, I appreciate, we appreciate it. That, that was awesome. Gentlemen, anytime, and I think you've earned getting my phone number now. So <laughs> How about that? Yep. How about that? Brad, Brett told, told you, you. One of you my live, favorite. Lift up everything. Yeah. Just said about. <laughs> <it>. Told you. <laughs>
1: All right, so listen, that doesn't process. I gotta train the kids. I gotta get to, work. get to work. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. Later today, I'll be speaking with Chuck Everson. We're gonna put that out, separate episode. Chuck Everson, Villanova 85 team. Thank you to Sean Marash. Thank you for you for listening. Remember, we're sponsored by the Vouch Store. vouch.store dot slash Locked Up Sports. If you need it, we got it at the Vouch Store. I made up that sl- that tagline, Brett. That was good. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought someone
3: put that on you. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Thanks for watching. See ya.
2: If you enjoy the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at lockedupsports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site: on Twitter at lockedupsports, on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime.